listening to the Construction Big Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host, Brendan Morahan. Good morning and welcome to the next episode of Construction Big Breakfast. And this morning, I'm delighted that Dr. AJ Sharman has joined us from STEM Learning. And we've got Vinayak, who is our own business consultant, and we're pleased to say he's a STEM ambassador. So we're delighted to have you both with us today. Um, AJ, um, before I introduce you, I just want to explain to you why we think STEM sure. is so important to us. It is part of our corporate social responsibility that we recognise the need to support sectors outside of construction. But more importantly to that is um, as we're an industry that has a paucity of, of good people and we need to make sure that we are attracting more people and more of the right people. And so this is really important to us and why we're right behind what Vinayak is doing. But maybe for those that are watching, maybe you could introduce yourself, how you got into this and what you believe the role of STEM learning really is. So, um, so please call me Edge. Okay. And uh, so I work for an organisation called STEM Learning, which works very closely with government. In fact, a number of government departments, particularly the Department for Education, and also uh, the, the Business Energy Industrial Strategy team of government, where uh, it's very much focused around businesses uh, per se. Uh, STEM Learning itself is a not-for-profit organisation. Its core remit is, to, is in its first four letters, science, technology, engineering, maths. It's about trying to encourage more young people not only to take subject matter at school, through their schooling all the way through from GCSE up to A-levels and on and beyond, but for more fundamental than that is to take STEM careers uh, for their future. Um, and most people be aware of the importance of the, uh, of the skills agenda, um, the shortage of STEM skilled uh, young people coming through our school and college system, and the importance really that we as businesses uh, and working with organisations like STEM Learning need to work together closely to actually address that shortage going forward. Great, and we'll come back to how we achieve that. But maybe Vinay, from your perspective, I know you were very keen to get in involved in this. What was your motivation? Um, I've always been interested in education as a sector and trying to give back and passionate predominantly about mathematics as a subject. Uh, maths is a subject where the kids either love it or hate it. Um, the reason for hate is numerous, but the fact is if you try to make learning fun, learning more engaging through puzzles, through um, various games, I found that that can actually instill a sense of love towards the subject. Um, been working with various NGOs over the past and Having moved to the UK, the first uh, main organization that came up was STEM Learning. Um, I've done multiple things as part of uh, being a STEM ambassador, whether it be working at the Science Museum as a volunteer, whether it be speaking to kids about careers, but it's always about the subject matter, going back to how can you make the subject more engaging. Uh, it's not just about learning your multiplication tables or doing integration or differentiation. It's about what are the practical elements to it. What can you make it, uh, what can you do to make it more interesting for the kids? Uh, but more so to the fact that you learn a lot as a STEM ambassador. It's not just about giving your time and um, doing something to, for the society, but you get to learn a lot of things from the kids that ask you weird and wonderful questions that us as adults probably don't even think about. So it's a lot of giving, but it's a lot of getting back. So 
that's what got me into STEM into being a STEM ambassador. So. so let's go back to STEM and why it exists. Sure. Because, as you say, it's, it, the clue is in the, the acronym. But what about the humanities? What about English? I'm, what about I'm, art? I'm one for broader ballast education in schools across the board. And actually, we sometimes forget that actually we're trying to, uh, you know, not just change young people's minds about the opportunities open to them around STEM subjects. And by the way, I can't think of a job that doesn't use maths in the workplace in any mm. shape or form. But it's actually more fundamental than that. There needs to be a sea change of, in, in, in our public going forward. So we may not change everybody's minds around staying in STEM careers, but we're more likely to have a well-informed public going through debate, to debate some of the really topical issues at the moment, whether it's in climate change, whether it's in energy, whether it's in, you know, look at what's happened recently about the sea defences, etc. Mm. So, so for me, STEM is much more fundamental than just about the STEM careers, however important that is to, to address the skill shortage. And it's fantastic, you know, listening here about this, the idea of the STEM Avastus programme. So STEM learning, one of the key issues with STEM learning is that we, we, we do what we do with schools and colleges in a number of ways. We support teachers, that's really important, with good professional, continuing professional development to make them not only just better teachers, but to support them with confidence and the kind of resources to make, to make a difference uh, uh, within the school and college environment about the world we live in. Fundamentally also, we also work very closely with businesses and how we do that is through the STEM Ambassadors Programme. And it's, you know, currently we have 33,000 plus role models across the country from a whole range of businesses, not only the large construction uh, companies, but we're talking about businesses around the pharmaceutical and bioscience sector across core engineering areas and, you know, and a number of other financial, financial institutions. So the STEM Ambassadors Programme and the role models that support the programme, and I wear my badge on my left lapel with absolute pride because mm -hmm. it recognises groups of people who volunteer to change young people's minds about the myths that seem to exist out there about particular jobs. Construction is a classic example yeah. where it's perceived as being dirty. When you think about some of the reports that come through, you know, CITB uh, had a report not recently talking about that four out of ten young kids think it's, a, it's not a job for them because it's a very dirty job. And it's for people who don't go to university and college. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't perceive and don't understand the kind of diversity of co opportunities available to, to them, not just in the construction industry, but in STEM careers per se, because it's quite an evolving world and a moving at such a pace in the technology areas as well, that I think we have a job uh, as businesses and employers working with, with, with organisations like mine to try and change those young people's minds. And one way we do it, of course, is this national flagship programme on behalf of government and Bayes, which is the STEM Ambassadors programme. I want to see more STEM Ambassadors from quite diverse backgrounds. Yeah. You know, our current population, for example, of STEM Ambassadors is, you know, we've got over 40, 42, 43% of our ambassador population are women, which is brilliant. We need more of that. We need to encourage more young girls to think about sectors like engineering and construction because there's less than 20% uh, uh, of, of uh, young women that enter the industry, which is really concerning for me. Um, and then you've also got a, a sort of diverse population in terms of backgrounds too. So, you know, currently our STEM ambassadors population is 14% from black minority ethnic backgrounds. I think that shows what we're trying to do as an organisation, which is trying to get role models from quite quite broad backgrounds, mm -hmm. to really inspire a new generation to come forward um, to think about STEM careers per se. And um, I'll come on to that, if I, 
could in a minute about inspiring the individuals themselves and be interested in what your aspirations are of actually getting into schools. But one point I just fundamentally wanted to, to question really was, I say this as a parent and having been a governor at the school, that children are very receptive, whether they realise it or not, to what their parents' aspirations and wants are. How is, how is the ambassador programme, how are STEM learning themselves influencing parents to be able to support and encourage children into the workplace? So I, I think you hit a really a key nail on the head here. Um, parents are probably next to uh, you know, kids at school as well and their friends next to the biggest influences for, for young people in terms of their career destinations. Um, and I think what we do with STEM ambassadors is not just with young people and with teachers, but there's no question that there are occasions where parents get to hear what kids have done at school and parents are changing their own minds. They're coming to parent evenings. Sometimes we've had STEM ambassadors working at parent evenings as well. So I think you're right to question the, um, the, the, the idea that we've got to get to parents too. And I think we've got to change teachers' minds as well mm -hmm. because there is a group of teachers that, you know, work so hard in schools. They really do work hard in schools. But they have to be careers advisors as well without that um, without that direct hat on and i think we've got a job to to show teachers who may have gone to university done a pgc in teacher training and then gone straight into into uh, into school that actually don't know the diversity yeah. of career opportunities that are out there too so i think parents absolutely i think teachers absolutely but we've got to work in a more, co more coherent and more cohesive fashion as we move forward it's difficult to get to connect with parents um, mm -hmm. directly, no question about that. And and yet, I think parents are inquisitive about what opportunities course, yeah. are out there for young people. Sure. I'm a governor and a trustee yeah. of a number of schools. Uh, I know the importance of making sure parents are aware of the opportunities open to them. So, you know, parent surveys go on, career activities, the Gatsby benchmarks now in schools to put pressure on schools to ensure that offering good careers advice and career guidance is really critical. Part of that story has to be how we engage with parents too, better in schools. So how does the ambassador role fit into all of that? Uh, one of the, it, it's a great uh, question. Uh, one of the interesting things that I was fortunate enough to do last year was to be part of the Year of Engineering program. Uh, this was at the Science Museum. Um, while I was doing my volunteering session there, which was an entire day mingling with kids and students of all ages, but also the parents, um, talking about careers, talking about how I got to where I got to, uh, what did the what all kinds of educations I had to do, uh, what all training I had to do. So parents are a lot more inquisitive. But as, from a construction industry perspective, the biggest challenge I think is that the people are not aware of the diversity of the, the jobs that we do within construction. Uh, going back to AJ's point about uh, not being a very attractive sector, we have engineers, we have economists, we have project managers, we've got people who do so many things, but the, the outside look of what the industry is just about building blocks and building, you know, buildings normally. People don't think about infrastructure, people don't think about tall buildings, people don't think about airports. Uh, the beauty of numbers and the artificial intelligence opportunities that we mm -hmm. have in our industry. So all of these things are subjects that parents want to know about, 
But, but so I'm going to be provocative now. You know that, and you know that, and I might think I know that. <laughs> but how are we getting that message over to them then? So through these events... Yeah, but tell me more about how the events are capturing the imagination of children and their parents. The events are designed in such a way to be more engaging. So when we talk about one of the examples I can give was with the RAF. Um, um, so the Royal Air Force had uh, the fifth uh, anniversary celebration. So they, there was a training kit that they um, gave uh, a STEM ambassador. Using the kit, we can design our own experiments and basically transfer the knowledge to the kids that these are the things that we do and this is the diversity of the things that we do. It's not just about building something. It's about the science behind it. It's about the physics behind it. The chemistry behind cement, for instance, can be uh, shown through an experiment. So it's about taking the corporate subject principles and then designing an experiment in a way that the kids understand it and kids engage with it and um, going back to the, the love for Lego, for instance. As kids, we all start playing with Lego, but somehow the journey from a primary education student to university, you kind of lose and you love playing with Lego when you're a child. But when you get to secondary school or maybe uh, in a university level, or you're trying to get into university or you're selecting subjects for university, you don't think about Lego so much. You don't think about the, the fascination that you had a child as a child in building stuff. So I think somewhere that fascination is lost. And what we have to do is through STEM events, through these experiments, we can reincite those those imaginations. Well, let me try this another way then. So let me continue being the cynic in this. When you get them to those events, sure. I have no doubt you'll make it engaging and inspiring. The question I'm more interested in is the plethora of people that don't go to those events mm -hmm. because it's just yep. not on their radar. What do, if I represent industry, what do we as industry need to do to work with ambassadors and STEM learning to market the potential, for want of a better term? Uh, the STEM ambassadors programme is quite unique, I think, anyway. In fact, I, don't, I can't think of a programme like it internationally. That's how important right. it is. There's lots of volunteers. We seem to be a country of volunteers anyway. Yeah. And we're having over 33,000 is really important. You know, I was just uh, looking at the stats this morning and um, just as we sit here this uh, up to... Um, this period, we've, it's over 500,000 hours of volunteering hours being, being done just this year alone with our STEM ambassadors. That will tell you something about the real interest that actually role models from industry want to have. But you're right to question exactly how we're doing this. So it's all about enrichment enhancement. It isn't just about, you know, getting a STEM ambassador, for example, going, um, you know, waiting for them to come to a STEM event, for example, before they engage. Mm. This is about schools requesting opportunities, both primary, secondary and FE colleges, requesting role models to come and do a whole host of things. It isn't just one intervention. We want multiple interventions. And those interventions are different at each age level too, in terms of what, what, what yeah. really can stimulate. At primary level, I think people want to be really inspired. They want somebody who's either going to come and do something practical, as you were talking about, somebody who might come and do a talk about something really amazing, like space science, for example, uh, related to something that may have happened in the news. But we also get different interventions, even at, at secondary school level, where we talk about sometimes mentoring a student who's thinking about doing engineering and construction, doesn't know what university course to do, or what maybe taking on an apprenticeship, for example, where we're seeing an increase in the construction industry and engineering sectors 
increasing the number of apprentices opportunities, apprentice opportunities for them coming through. So interventions for secondary schools look different to, to etc. And then when you look at colleges, where you're looking at a completely different vocational element to some of this, with the growing T levels uh, about to kick in in September, what you're then looking at is students who are considering the kind of a very practical end of the industry. So I think it isn't just one size fits all here. I think the importance of the STEM ambassadors program, these role models is to make sure A, we get a good diverse population of role models from industry. B, we actually encourage those to do what, as role models, to do what they'd like to do, what they feel comfortable with. Some feel very comfortable, as you'll know, when you've met, met some of them, feel very comfortable about doing the kind of practical hands-on, yeah. let's change young people, whether it's in Lego, whether it's you know in chemistry and making something really quite explosive, an exothermic or even an endothermic reaction for that matter. But then you get a group of ambassadors who don't like to do that. They don't like to stand yeah. up in there. They want to do something maybe in a STEM club environment. They want to go and talk yeah. in a mentoring perspective. So really the idea of the ambassadors program, where your question lies in terms of what can industry do mm -hmm. and as partners do, what you can do is become ambassadors and come and join this really amazing process that we can see in schools of changing young people's minds, giving them a completely different perception and dispelling some of the myths that seem to exist out there in some of the industry sectors that we have. And if we focus on construction as it's the construction Absolutely. big breakfast, how do, do we as a sector compare with other sectors in engaging with the programme and how well do we market ourselves compared with other sectors? So in the, on the, on the, uh, in, in the first question or first part of that question, I mean, companies like Jacobs Engineering, Arup, Amy, they do fabulously. They've got m hundreds of ambassadors. And we, we actually, uh, as a sector, actually in terms of construction, do very well encouraging the companies within that sector, particularly large companies mm -hmm. of getting involved, corporate social responsibility, uh, and supporting communities locally where there are major construction projects going. They're all fundamental to, as, as part of that going forward. So actually as an industry, you do quite well. When I think about the small medium enterprises and the supply chains and the medium sized enterprises, we probably do less well. I mean, when you think about the U from a UK economy point of view, construction, 90 billion an annually, it's 10% of the UK GD the GDP for the UK PLC. So it's a major player. Um, and, you know, from all the things that we talk about in terms of having an image, etc., it still will continue to be with the infrastructure and the, all the housing projects going on, a major mm. sector for us to make sure we can encourage young people over this next few years to think about a pipeline uh, of, of joining that kind of construction industry in the kind of diverse jobs you talked about, you know, the kind of non sometimes non very practical jobs in terms of you know construction and engineering the technology element of it the digital skills element of it that's going on so i think we've got a bit we've got to use this the industry and the various in sectors within that industry in helping us to change and dispel those myths but change young people's minds about what is this evolving world that we're looking at in terms of construction industry because it's extra it's attractive and can pay quite well, thank you very much. And this is the point, everyone within that says exactly the same thing. The issue is those that aren't within or don't have access to it. So I go back to it. What is your aspiration as an ambassador? When you look back, whenever you decide to look back on it, 
How would you judge it as a success? Uh, a lot of good things are being done, but one thing that as an ambassador that I've learned over the past four years being a very active SEM ambassador is that what is the strategic role that I can play? Um, as part of that, I've joined as an enterprise advisor uh, for a school in Harrow, um, wherein you have a more strategic role in developing a, a plan. Uh, so AJ Talk spoke about primary school, secondary school re requiring different types of interventions. So as an enterprise advisor, I can actually play a very hands-on role in designing those interventions, whether it be practical events, whether it be career events, whether it be a mix of both. Um, so that's an exciting journey that I am looking forward to. Now, looking back at it, what are the measures that can be used to be um, to measure our performance? So are we doing good? Are we doing great? That may be something that we might want to think about. Um, are there enough tools uh, that we have? Now, as SM ambassadors, we have so much of information that is available online, whether it be CPD courses, whether it be um, access to information, access to statistics, as access to tools. You, you mentioned GASP benchmarks. Some of those things that are mentioned in the benchmarks and how to deliver those benchmarks is far more exciting than what I've ever heard of it previously. So it's also a learning journey for me um, as an enterprise advisor and a STEM ambassador. But we're getting there about measurements, about KPIs, looking at it from a more strategic angle will help us get there is what I would think. And who's taken the lead in developing that strategic angle? Um, so there are guidance uh, as uh, an enterprise advisor, we've got guidance uh, from the team. Um, there's, a, it, there's an alignment to the London Mayor's educational strategy. Uh, so it's all connected. The DFT's uh, Department for Education strategy, London Mayor's strategy, and the learnings from schools from across the country are all tied together using this uh, enterprise advisor's role. And it's about delivering those connected strategies and making sure that it makes that positive impact that it can actually deliver. I mean, if I can add, I mean, it's really interesting because it's about partnerships. So as STEM learning, you know, we can't do this in isolation. It's not just the employer in the business world and the organizations that support the business world. So I think about the local economic partnerships, obviously the mayor for London, but I had the Southeast uh, local economic partnership. So these, they work together, but actually even more than that, it's about careers and enterprise company, for example, you're an enterprise advisor, which is great. I didn't know that now I do. Um, and I think also you've got this whole aspect of uh, professional institutions out there. So many of the uh, construction and engineering uh, uh, employees, belong to people like the IET, the IMAKE, the ICE. So getting the professional institutions working closely with organisations like ours to really drive forward, not just the resources element of it, but actually drive forward the kind of perception of what does the industry really look like, feel like, how can I get involved, how can I be excited about it, and how can I get so excited about it that someone's actually going to be paying me to be actually yes. working in that as well? So that's the beauty of it. And I think what we're trying to do with STEM learning is to put the little jigsaw pieces in place and create a really lovely picture here of how a young person can see a fantastic journey. Now, we know that many young people have quite multiple jobs in their lifetime now. I mean, it's, the, the statistics show that kids will not, that job for life isn't there anymore. 
but we've got to show that actually the skills that they generate, that each part of their journey, and particularly in a STEM journey, are exciting enough for them that they can actually have a kind of fulfilling work life and um, in the for the future for them. So uh, make I, the industry more sustainable. Than and I think that's a really important issue. Yeah. I think you know uh, I could you know government you know with the latest conversations about the big infrastructure projects that have been talked about you know having that sustainability and those projects coming through can help actually sustain a kind of long-term view for young people about actually being in the industry i think that has a part to play in it as well, well look, i hope that that has given our viewers a better insight to stem than they had before from your perspective uh, do you have any problem if we share your website as a link to this podcast is there any final message you would like to because there's one question I need to ask you before we finish, but is there any plea you would like to make to anyone that is watching or listening? I think the first thing to say is to those STEM ambassadors who may be listening now, thank you, mm. because it's making a difference. You know, going to, to, to engage with young people, looking at the feedback that comes through, thank you. And to those who are thinking about wanting to engage with young people and to help, not just because it's a CSR issue for their, their employer, but they feel like it's something they might get out of it themselves, the enjoyment, the fun of it, but also to see if they can make a difference. I think I'd like to encourage more uh, of the sector industry to come forward, both from small companies, medium-sized companies, and some of the larger businesses, both girls and boys, men and women, to come forward and, and really be part of this fantastic, fantastic programme. Well, look, you certainly uh, demonstrate the enthusiasm you have for it, as of you tonight, so I appreciate that, and we'll make sure that links are on the podcast. But as always, before we go, I've got to ask you the key question. What did you have for breakfast this morning? That's a sweet cup of tea, actually. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that is all I had, would you really? believe? And it's not good. You're keeping it simple. You need please to, don't tell you Please need, don't tell my doctor with this one. No, right. you need to build yourself up for the Thanks. day. What about, I hope you did better than that. You know, um, I had my usual bowl of porridge with, with nuts and berries. You did. So you, feel, you feel sustained from that. Well, look, thank you so much for You're welcome. Thank you very really much. appreciate it. And as I say, hopefully any uh, any comments that we get for you, uh, via the website, we'll pass straight through to you. But Delighted. we will put the link onto your website and hopefully it will generate a lot of support and a lot of encouragement. So keep up the good work. Thank you very much and thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you found that of interest. Please do click on the website to find out more about STEM learning. And we look forward to hearing feedback from you as always. Thank you. Invent has a 100% success rate with R&D tax credits, bringing in over 77 million pounds in qualified costs for businesses just like you. We offer a complimentary, confidential review of your business to see where you're leaving money on the table. Contact us at www.invent.com to book a consultation today. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.